Strap one on, it's time to jam! Stop it. We have to cut it off there. Because, Sam, do you have air supply dollars? Because I don't have air supply dollars. No. Yeah, so that's where we got to cut that. We may even have to cut that out of the show. I don't know. I assume yeah. air supply is probably just sitting around feeling litigious anytime their name comes up. Because what else are they doing? Uh, you know what? I bet air supply is one of those bands that if you Google them, like they're on tour right now, which is oh, not 100% advised air supply if you are listening i would recommend like holding off a little bit longer but yeah it feels like air supply is one of those bands that has a stint in vegas or something and just dropped an album last year or something they're opening for smash mouth Mm, i don't even know if they're down to that level yet (laughs) like even despite everything we just said that's just mean also didn't smash mouth break up or something happened i thought i don't know they were one of the ones that was doing like a lot of the COVID shows and like screaming about Trump. And from what I understand, the lead singer is basically just perpetually drunk and doesn't actually know the lyrics to their own songs. Oh, so, so he's like the puddle of mud guy. I guess. Well, the puddle of mud guy that uh, apparently is a roll of the dice if you buy a ticket to one of their shows about whether he's going to A, show up at all, or B, show up in any state where he can sing the songs. I mean, granted, if you're buying tickets to see Puddle of Mud, you kind of deserve that. I don't disagree. I've said enough about them on our other podcast, so do we still like this. Oh, Sam, it's been a while since we watched this movie. <laughs> so has. much has changed. We, we watched this in person without a second thought. Like, of course you can come to my house and we'll eat food and be within proximity of each other. I don't think I would let anyone near me at this point. I'm safe at this point because I've already had COVID now <laughs> okay, since we I last saw each other. I didn't, so. Yeah, I didn't know if we were going to say it, so you did. Um, yeah, we were going <laughs> to record this earlier, and then Sam, kind of selfishly in my opinion, got COVID over the break, so couldn't yeah. really do that. Although, you know what? I might have had it too. We just couldn't get tested (laughs) and we were home anyway. So we just decided we'll do the 10 days of isolation. Technically we're into like day 11 now or something weird, but um, yeah. So I can't say for sure we didn't, but uh, yes, stay safe out there, everyone. Let's not dwell on it too much because you're probably here to not think about stuff like that. And so are we. By the time this episode comes out, COVID could be gone. We could also be on like, Variant number 78. So here's the thing though, Sam. We what I said it could go either way. Yeah, we kind of messed up and fell way behind. So this episode doesn't even come out that far from now. (laughs) We had a huge lead before the show went live, and then life decided, what if all of this instead? So now we are in danger, actual danger (laughs) of being caught up. Because this is today is January 7th. I think this episode goes live like early February. So yeah, yeah we gotta get 
We got to get on this. Yeah, because Breach was what? Episode six? Seven. Seven? And, that was and this New- is nine? <laughs> this is ten. This is ten. Okay, okay. At, at Breach, Marauders, Trauma Center, this. That's not that uh, many fingers. No, that's so, not very many fingers at all. So we got to get going. We've watched Out of Death. I feel like maybe it was just me, but that this was an anticipated one. Like, not actually anticipated, but there was something about this one. Not just because it's called Out of Death, which is a really dumb name for a movie. I feel like part of it was also the fact that we both thought that this was Jamie Presley and it was not. (laughs) Yeah, I also, yes, I think we realized that about two seconds. Like, oh, it's not the girl from Not Another Teen Movie. It's the girl from, and then I think we had to pull up her filmography because we didn't know. And we established she's the girl from not a whole heck of a lot. I think Sin City, I think, maybe. I don't I I already forgot. Oh, check. It's uh yeah, so there's that. Yeah, Sin City. And also um, the My Bloody Valentine remake. Yeah, which I like that movie. Um it was fine. The uh the title, the fact that until today, actually, it was the one Bruce Willis movie that had no inkling at all that it was gonna get a Canadian release. Like the one that we looked at and went, uh, we took Cosmic Sin. I don't think we want that one. But uh, lucky Canadians, a pre-order link went live today. By the time this episode airs, you can go onto your, on, well, I don't know if you can go to your local shop. We'll see. But you can certainly go on Amazon and pick up a copy of Out of Death with a different cover and a different tagline. For thirty-three um, real-world dollars, it'll 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 go down. It, it the it's the VVS is the company that releases all of them here. They everything comes out for twenty bucks in the end. So hold hold strong, and you'll be able to get that thing for like forty percent cheaper. Uh, I can't see the cover of the US one from here, but it's something about justice justice being served cold or something like that. The Canadian tagline is "Pick up the gun." Lay down the law. It's like, that really doesn't describe the movie, but it's a decent tagline, I guess. Uh, the American one is justice is a moving target. Which also doesn't well, that's more really, accurate. it's a little more accurate. She's also on the Canadian cover, like wielding a shotgun, which I don't think she ever does. She has a gun near the end, but it's not a shotgun. I don't think she ever has a shotgun in this movie. I don't remember. So, so Canada's straight up lying to get people to watch Out of Death, which isn't a bad route, but we're here to tell you the truth. So strap in. Also, this movie was filmed during the pandemic in like seven eight. days, eight yeah. days. They talk a little bit about that on the behind the scenes thing, all the crews wearing masks. and But uh, I thought... The whole movie really does feel like, can we make a movie during COVID? And apparently the script existed first, at least according to the behind the scenes thing, is it was already supposed to be a movie and then the pandemic happened and they made it work. Whereas if you told me this was just, we need to make a movie in spite of the pandemic, what can we do? I guess we can just grab a handful of people and go into the woods and shoot a movie. I'd believe it. That's what this felt like. Yeah. Yeah. 
very uh, small cast of characters. So I'm very kind of work. Yeah, very small cat. Well, you know what, Sam, hit, hit us up with, with that out of death summary. What are we dealing with here? So you've got um, not Jamie Presley, who is in the woods to scatter her father's ashes because her father thinks, thought, because he's dead, um, thought she was a quitter. So to prove him wrong, she's like, I'm going to scatter your ashes at the top of this mountain. Except she doesn't get there because she's a quitter and also because... <laughs> <laughs> yep. And also because she witnesses a cop murder. Yeah, one of them um, classic cop murders. Yeah. As in the cop is the murderer. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah. Dirty cop kills um or, a, a drug dealer. A drug dealer, yeah. Yeah. They're getting drugs and then doing bad cop things with the drugs. And she finds out that she's being recorded, that he's been recording everything. So she shoots him in the head with a bad CGI bullet wound. And uh, Jamie, I was about to say Presley, Jamie King playing Shannon. I think so. That sounds right. I have the thing in front of me. I swear I didn't cheat. Shannon. Wow. That's a good pull. Um, okay. This I didn't realize. Maybe you did. The dirty cop is named Billy Jean. <laughs> no, I did not realize that. How do, you, how do you put that in the movie and not have her partner at any point go, look, dude, Billy Jean is not my lover. Because it would have even fit with the plot. I don't know if they even ever said his name. The partner? Like, I mean, he dies real quick. Oh, wait. No, the partner. Okay, the partner. I'm sorry. I was thinking. No, the drug dealer guy. never the got a name. Partner. Okay. Uh, yeah, the actual partner, I think, was Tom. Oh. There is a Tom in here, although the actor is, like, bearded. And I don't know if this is the actual guy. But anyway, like- yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's Tattooed Man. Was Tattooed Man, yeah. Think. And we should note that the uh, Billie Jean is played by Bruce Willis movie staple, Lala Kent, who uh, previously appeared as his daughter in Hard Kill and as uh, the friend in Trauma Center. So this is our third outing with Lala Kent, and I feel her best. Yeah, well, I mean, we're saying the bar real low, but... We are, but I feel like whereas in hard kill she was bad and in trauma center she was bland i would say here she bordered on a performance yeah like it just there were some moments she had moments she had moments she plays probably the most interesting character because she's a dirty cop but she's not all the way gone like her partner is like full dirty cop like we have to kill this witness who saw this murder whereas she's a little more like i don't she's not that psyched about it. Like they even have when they catch Jamie King and she's going to shoot her. She really like just can't bring herself to do it. So there's, she's the closest to what I would call a character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, And like, you know, they've established that, you know, her, she's got a kid at home and the father's not in the picture and she's maybe doing this because, you know, she needs to have some, some extra money, I guess, being a small town, sheriff's deputy doesn't pay all that great yeah and man that poor kid because obviously we're going to spoil the shit out of of death Uh, she dies and then she tells her partner you got to go look after my kid and And he he dies dies. so i don't know who is third in line but someone i assume maybe bruce Bruce willis Willis. shows up (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so bruce willis is in this movie he takes a little while to show up it's like 13 minutes before we see brucey 
Well, actually, no, that's not true. We see him immediately, but it's one of those. Have I ever said on Flash any of the podcasts back. what that I call them pulling a castle? I think I have. Well, we it, it came up, I think, when we were watching the movie. In case I've never said it on this show, uh, anytime anything starts with the uh, um, like a show or a movie opens with a scene and then says two months earlier to show, oh, how did they end up in this situation? My wife and I always call it pulling a castle because the Nathan Fillion show Castle used that gimmick a lot. Like the opening thing would be Castle being arrested for murder. We'd be like, oh no, did Castle kill someone? We'd say, you know, five days earlier and go, oh no, what's going to happen in this whirlwind five days to make Castle murder somebody? He was never the murderer. The show was never bold enough to go that route. So they pull a castle here and we see Bruce Willis holding the gun up to two cops. And we're like, why is Bruce Willis going to shoot the cops? And then like a half hour later, we find out because yeah, <laughs> they, okay. sh- they were going to shoot Jamie King. And uh, so who, who does Willis play in this? We know he's Jack because we just checked before we started recording. He is Jack. He is a retired police something. Police chief. Captain. Maybe. Yeah. Someone in, you know, higher in the rankings. It's all very confusing, too, because I think he was like a Philadelphia cop and like they mentioned Philadelphia a few times as being like not far off. Like it's like the next big city from where they're, they are. Um, but they all have like real thick, like redneck Southern accents. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone's putting on a, a, a little, yeah. a little that's confusing. Tr- that's true. Everyone is putting on a like, now y'all just get out here and we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of twang. What is Bruce Willis's character's defining uh, characteristic? Uh, his wife died. Which means that he's... Sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's... They spent a lot of time focusing on the fact uh, that he's taking antidepressants. A lot of time is spent having other characters describe him as sad. And our probably very plausible theory was because Bruce Willis started his performance and everyone went, he's not really putting a lot into it. So they just said, <laughs> Just have people say he's sad. <laughs> then it'll it'll make sense for the character that all his lines are like, oh. it's like <laughs> no, he's not depressed to be here. He's just getting into the character because the character is supposed to be sad. Ah. He does smile once. He Remember does. that was very that was very exciting. Just smiles at someone off camera. We're like, that might not that might not even been intended to be in the movie. Although, have we revealed? I we're still. I think we need to do our special episode on this, and we will maybe once we finally get caught up on watching actual episodes. Um, that I I have now heard directly from a source who works on more than one uh, Bruce Willis movie that apparently on set he's he's a good dude. Yeah, it gets he, you. You heard it here. I won't reveal my sources. I feel they have done more than enough to prove they are legit. So, yeah, I straight up asked, like, what, what's it like? And they said, nice. Kind of got a bit of a, you know, been there, done that mentality. But that for the most part, he, he's a good guy and actually jokes around with the crew. And you see a little bit of that in the behind the scenes of Out of Death. Yeah, he's like, he seems to be just hanging out and like, talking to his stunt double and 
they, they seem to be smiling and laughing and chatting and it's all yeah. very nice. It's when I realized that a lot of my perception of Bruce Willis comes from Kevin Smith and his experience on Cop Out. And I recently read Kevin Smith's book and he even says he talked to Robert Rodriguez, who worked with Willis on Sin City and Ryan Johnson, who worked with him on Looper. And they said, oh, I don't it was a dream come true working with Bruce Willis. So it seems like it depends. Like we said with Breach, I'm I'm still digging a little more into into the breach situation and why he seemed to really be into that one. But for that, he did seem like he was like, you know what? I'm going to really go for it this time. I'm still convinced it's because that other guy's is real life BFF. Like that is my, that is my running theory. And until someone tells me otherwise, I'm going to assume that he was just happy to be hanging out with his friend and being paid a million dollars a day to do so. Maybe because his friend was not in this one and you can definitely, that trajectory is back. Like he was even coming off of trauma center where we were like, you know what? He's not exactly enthusiastic, but he's trying something here. It's this is closer to what we're used to. Yeah. Not actively bad. Just like not hard kill bad. I think hard kill is still, and like maybe cosmic sin are the two go-tos for just the most like, whatever performance at least here like he was trying and like he was he was in it and he's running through the bush and he was doing some stuff well the one thing he he wasn't but well who looks like him was certainly we know he didn't wash his face in the the kitchen sink (laughs) no because there is a scene where he goes back to his house and to we're take like his antidepressants. Yeah, to take his antidepressants because he's not in a fun situation. So I don't blame him. And we're both thinking that's that is definitely not him. And because we were watching it, usually we're watching it in sync, but separately. So it's hard to coordinate, like, wait, I'm gonna pause this. But because we were together, it was much easier to just pause and clip frame by frame and get the full-on like clearly not Bruce Willis sink shot. Which is such a choice. It (laughs) really is. I feel like if your choices are, we either like just don't even risk showing the face at all. Like this movie didn't really open in theaters. We all have the technology to freeze frame it and go, look at, look at, look at that's either a different guy or someone wearing a Bruce Willis mask. And even if it had been Bruce Willis, I don't know why we needed to see him washing his face in the middle of a literal life or death situation. Yeah. Not just for himself, but where other people are also at stake. Yeah, you're just going like right. not a great use of your time. Yeah, you're going right back out into the woods. It's not a big deal. Just going to get dirty again. Yeah, yeah, I feel like either it... The reason he goes back is for the antidepressants, but it does factor into the plot because there's another big bad guy like the chief of the the actual chief of police in this small town uh, that the deputy and her partner, maybe they're both deputies. I don't know how cops work. I don't either. I'm assuming they're both deputies. I think that's how it works in like, yeah, maybe sheriff, maybe. Yeah. So he, and he's running for mayor, which is (laughs) sort of important to the plot. And there's a couple funny bits for while they're stalking and trying to kill this woman. He's like, I got my signs up. Got to hang my signs up. Because the other deputy is his brother. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, yes. 
so he, you know, oh, you don't want him to. Sh- he also he had a very unthreatening name that now I'm trying to remember. Hank. Because there were hey, it was Hank. It's like, oh, you don't want Hank to come out, don't I? It's like, is he gonna sell me life insurance? What's Hank gonna do? I think I've ever ever tried. I, I, well, I think actually was the. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I think the brother on that show was Hank. He was a badass. Okay. So I think his name was Hank, the the brother-in-law on that show. He was so you know, but also that, that guy was played by Dean Norris, and this guy is not. So like, yeah, you got a goatee that looks a little like it might be dyed black to look harder, but yeah. Very so Hank, Mr. Goatee, Hank rolls in on the scene when things go awry. And maybe has our favorite moment in the movie when <laughs> why is he so mad? I don't remember. I think it's I think it's I guess because his brother's had, yeah, dead. Bruce, well, yeah, and Bruce Willis had called him, maybe, or he well, no, I thought Bruce he called Willis. Bruce. Yeah, he called Bruce Willis because when he he tracks Bruce Willis uh, back to his house, but he's not there, he learns that like is it his niece? Yeah, Bruce Willis's just, niece is like the um, dispatcher at the yeah. so he's like, Oh, I can I got a hostage now. Um, so yeah, I think he's, but yeah, I think he's back as Bruce Willis reveals like, oh, by the way, your brother's dead or whatever. So he goes in his truck <laughs> and the direction was clearly like, you know, oh, you're so mad. So he does the thing where he like punches the, the dashboard, but it goes on <laughs> for about like, a minute and a half. <laughs> so he runs out of things to do eventually. So it's just, and then do this and I'll hit that. Nah, it's like. It's impossible to describe. So over the top. It's so good. It, it, it was a 10 second, like, just have him scream in the car and punch the steering wheel. But it, they just let him go. <laughs> like, maybe he told them, no, this is my moment. You got to let, you got to try. Dude, your movie's barely 80 minutes as it is. You need every second of footage you can get. Let me have this. I'm going to say this is like two and a half percent of the movie. <laughs> like It's... This okay, so that is probably okay. Not my biggest issue with the movie. I have several issues with the movie, but perhaps one of my biggest is this is a what eighty-eight minute movie. It's not very long. No, it was pretty. I think yeah. Oh God, ninety-six minutes it is a ninety. Yeah, it is a ninety-six minute movie with twenty minutes worth of story to tell, and they stretch it so hard. Like this really comes down to like it's, it's die hard in the woods in a way, but not really because she's not like picking off terrorists or they weren't terrorists, but um, it you know she witnesses a murder and she's on the run because people want to kill her. It's one of those. And she movies. literally just runs. She literally yeah. like that. That is her entire character. She's yeah. a quitter who runs. Yeah, she doesn't fight back until right at the end. Um, but between that and then it's like this is there her and bruce willis have a big like four minute dialogue scene together about you know oh my dad and my i lost my wife and you know i guess it's character stuff so maybe i shouldn't be too upset because they're trying to flesh it out but they're trying like, to give the title meaning essentially they're both yeah. coming out of death into like i don't know something i'm sure that there was a i'm sure that the director intended there to be a meaning there but i think well of- i think he yeah, and he talks about, you know, oh, I, I'm trying to give you characters that you care about. Uh, like I said, I, outside of Billy Jean, 
I, who I think I felt the most for just because they had a couple times where they said, she's, a, she's got a kid at home. And I went, well, that's sad. Like, they she's don't really. Also, yeah, she's got a couple funny moments, too. Like when she hides the dead drug dealer and like she literally just throws him under a vehicle, like parked about four and a half feet off the road. Yeah, that was a real genius move. No one's going to find him now. She's also involved in what uh, seems so funny. We rewound it <laughs> where she's dead. And oh, she's dead, by the way, because J.B. King stabs her in the leg and she just gradually bleeds out. No, actually, wait, that's happening. But then the Hank shows up on the scene and you don't want Hank to show up on the scene. And the first order of business is for his brother to like undo the tourniquet. Yeah, undo the tourniquet and let her uh, bleed out. And uh, so after that, the brother is like carrying her body and it's this amazing, like far away wide shot. So, you know, something's coming because in the middle of the frame is the, the deputy holding his dead partner walking down like an incline. And there's a lot of room on each side of the frame. So, you know, something's coming. And then uh, it's never going to work in describing it, but you got to go. If you can get, if out of death is streaming somewhere for free, you got to go. Like it's probably about an hour in. You got to go find this. Jamie King comes running in from the right side of the frame and runs in front of him. And he just kind of does a double take, dumps the dead body <laughs> on the ground. She rolls down the hill and he takes off after her. And it was the funniest, most unexpected thing in the world. <laughs> and I don't know if it was supposed to be. I don't know that it was intended to be as funny as it was, but like that was, yeah, one of the two highlights of the movie. There was that and the the freak out scene in the car. But yeah, and she Bruce rolls Willis for stunt a double really sink. long time. I don't think Lala <laughs> Ken even knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> I think if the camera had kept rolling, she would have stood up, wiped herself off, been like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that? It's like, I was improv, I was improving. It was in the moment. But also, like, why in the fiction of the universe would Shannon run directly in front of the person <laughs> she's trying to get away from? They're in a clearing. She can see she him. She can see him for sure. Why was that the like he's holding a dead body? He'll 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 never he'll know never what to get do. Me. Like run behind him or don't even run. Wait for him to leave. Fucking wait, yeah. Like, what's the rush? I there's not much more to say story-wise, really. That is the story. She witnessed a cop murder someone and now she's just trying to get out of this situation. Yeah. And they like do a, a switcheroo that also doesn't really make a whole lot of sense where they like Jamie King breaks into some woman's house and like Bruce Willis has like then finds her and yeah well she thinks then, Bruce like, wants use, yeah she thinks Bruce wants to kill her at that point because she knows that they have Bruce Willis's niece and they're saying you know you trade us we'll trade you your niece for that girl so she's convinced Bruce Willis is going to do it but then instead they a- just take this poor homeowner hostage yeah and count on the phone yeah and i guess their whole plan is bruce willis says you know i he doesn't know what you sound like so we'll have this woman pretend to be you it's like why bruce willis (laughs) why why do you need to do that i guess so that jamie king could hide behind a door and then yeah it's not like she sneaks off to go do something else no she just she's hiding behind a door and then she 
shoots Hank. I yeah. Think. Well, no, she doesn't shoot Not him. Clear. She's she sends out like the video of all the dirty stuff he's involved with, mm. and then he, there's a bunch of cops outside, and he goes out and I think tries to pull a gun on. I don't know. Yeah, he ends up getting shot. There's like that. No, but isn't there like the the scene where like it pulls out and you hear the gunshot, but like you don't know whether Hank got shot or Shannon got shot, and it's all. Oh, very well, that stressful. does happen. Yeah. But also, no one cares, so it didn't really matter. I was disappointed to find out that movies in 2021 are still doing the sound of a gunshot who got shot thing. Yeah. And then it turns we were out past no that. one got shot. <laughs> Which like... I guess is a twist. <laughs> Something sort of original. <laughs> um, the other thing I think we need to mention is the whole movie looks like garbage. They are oh, yeah. in a very vibrant, lush setting. They're in a forest full of trees and we were saying like this movie should look sharp and green and bright and vibrant and everything has this weird blue filtery sheen over it it all looks flat and terrible it seems to depend on the scene too like some of them have like an almost like sepia tone to them sepia yeah sepia i think i don't know Oh, whatever and then other scenes have like that weird blue tone over them and like there's nothing that ever looks a natural color at any no. point in this movie it's like it was color corrected or like i i don't know it's like two different people got involved with competing visions it's like i think it's sepia toned i think it's blue t- maybe there's some you know well the blue represents the duality of this and the, I, I don't know. The movie but, was not deep enough to have a color code. No, to me, it just looked like someone fucked up. Like they had, yeah. the, like they made this movie really quick, got in, like shot it really fast, got into the editing studio and went, fuck, you had the wrong setting on. Well, we'll color correct it as best we can. And then halfway through gave up. And well, you know what? Some scenes will be like this and some scenes won't. I'm tired of this. Yeah. They ran the out of budget. Yeah, the world's demanding out of death. We can't make them wait any longer. Uh, so I guess is this a good time to mention that weird ass book? Just <laughs> <laughs> good a time uh, as any. I was gonna read from it, but then was told apparently I'm legally not allowed to do that, even though I'm pretty sure I won't get caught. Apparently, I should not do this. So instead, let's just talk a little bit about the out of death book what a that strange I, item that i ordered from Am- so i ordered it from amazon.com thinking oh that's weird that somebody like that they decided that this bruce willis directed dvd movie deserved a novelization but i gotta know what that is just pulling it up because i forget the author's name michael powell uh, it doesn't matter. You can't find this book anymore. I'm reasonably convinced I'm the only human being on the planet besides Michael Powell, who may not exist either. We, uh, after the movie ended, went down the rabbit hole of trying to find him. And it seems like any relation to this book or like anything to do with this book is connected to a completely different guy. Either that or there's someone who really loves out of, well, is passionate about out of death one way or another and also writes cross stitch books. Yeah. And then just decided that he needed a break and I'm going to. So here's, what's the strangest thing about this book. 
So when I got it, I was like, oh, I can't read it yet because I, I can't read the novelization, but it's not a novelization. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's part. Okay. So part. Well, for the first thing you need to know is the title page says out of date. So the movie name is wrong on page one. On the cover, it's fine because it's the poster. But when it was time for Michael Powell to take over, he got it wrong immediately. The third word of the book is wrong. The rest of it, <laughs> some of it are, is straight up like badly formatted, fa- formatted rotten tomato pull quotes. Some of it is just a, a reviews of the movie over and over and over differently worded, but making a lot of the same points. All of it is in incredibly broken English. There's a chapter devoted to how Bruce Willis ended up in Die Hard. But again, in the same, I was like, well, maybe this is just a copied article from the internet, but it's written in the same like broken style and it's directly quoting people who were involved, but they're also speaking in the same way. Like it, you know, that episode of friends where they ask Joey to write a letter to the adoption agency and he uses a thesaurus for every single word. So it just comes out as complete nonsense. That is often what this book feels like, like instead of the, the obvious word they'll go for the most peculiar, like, why would they choose to do that? Yeah, that, or it reads like someone ran it through Google Translate about, like, 14 times, like, back and forth, back and forth, until technically you get something that's English, but, like, just. That's the best I can figure, is these were a bunch of internet articles that originally were not written in English, run through Google Translate into English, and then put in a book that was at least briefly for sale because I have it. I own it. I think the only thing we like, we need to find out what this is. So if anyone, like we have had amazing luck so far with people reaching out and being like, I can give you more information about that. (laughs) And we promise like maybe even by the time this episode goes up, we have made good on that and revealed some of that stuff. But if you know the origins of the Michael Powell out of death book. If you're Michael Powell, we want to hear from you. I want to know so bad what this is (laughs) and why this happened. Where did it go? Why was it up? Was it a mistake? Was it never meant to go up? When when I bought it and that sale was made, did you go, "Uh oh, (laughs) that that shouldn't be up there. (laughs) Take that down. It's like right up until it got delivered to the house, I didn't believe it was going to happen. <laughs> so, out of death. What a weird thing. Um, I, do, I don't have anything more to say about the movie itself. No, no, I think we've pretty well covered it. I mean, I guess we should say that Jamie King does an admirable job. Yeah, she does all right. She did all right for herself. Yeah. I think she might have been being held hostage, though, based on the like bonus for real. Feature. <laughs> oh yeah, bonus feature. The bonus feature. What was it that she just keeps looking off camera like she's under <laughs> she duress? Just, 
just like very very flat and like delivering the lines but like also yeah she just kind of kept glancing off camera wow this was such a dream to work with bruce willis this was so lovely i enjoyed this film greatly like just very strange i really enjoyed making out of date death what (laughs) oh my god oh please don't kill my dog I forgot about that. But yeah, it does look like she's looking off camera to look at cue cards. This was the bestest movie that Jamie King has ever been involved with. Oh, don't say my name. Uh, Well, before we can do, I always forget the order we do things, but I do know we need to do the Willis time count. Okay, so we said it's 96 minutes. Yes. I go 34. So you are going to be very surprised to hear this because I was very surprised to find this. 1745. Wow. Appro- again, approximate. And I didn't count like the opening flash. I was like, no, because we get that scene again later. That feels mm. like cheating. But even then, that would have added like 30 seconds. I didn't count the stunt double washing his face because <laughs> that's not Bruce Willis. <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised. It felt like he was in it a lot more. But no, there's like after his first scene, there's a pretty several yeah. pretty significant gaps where he just goes off to do something else. Yeah. So 1745. Hmm. Um, I guess we rank it and then we do the, what we're going to watch next. So I hope you have the ranking in front of you. Uh, I do, but I feel like, I feel like my ranking has almost certainly changed since we watched it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well hit us up with what our current ranking is and then let's, uh, let's figure out where out of death slots in. Would you like me to start from the top or the bottom? Uh, start from start from the top. What's All our right. favorite down to our least favorite? <laughs> our favorite is still Breach. Oh. Precious Cargo. Oh. Cold Light of Day. Huh? Trauma Center. I'm not going to affirm after everyone now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Catch 44, Marauders, Vice, Cosmic Sin, and Hard Kill is still at the bottom of the pile. Okay. Um Oh, wait, what was the middle chunk again? Catch 44. Uh, it went Marauders at the bottom, Catch 44, Trauma Center, Cold Light of Day, Precious Cargo Breach. Ooh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think for me personally, this slots between Catch 44 and Marauders. Ooh. Yeah. It's tough because the experience of watching it together really amplified it like if this had just yeah. been us in our separate houses talking online like i don't think like the him dropping her scene would have hit as hard like we wouldn't have been pausing rewinding like showing my, getting my wife to like look you gotta see this you gotta see this so i think that all like added to the experience because i think if you were just alone in your house and you were like i'm gonna watch out of death it's just a super generic like often kind of boring thriller yeah Yeah. i added it to my list like shortly after we watched it thinking that we were going to record like in the (laughs) next couple of days (laughs) it's funny to think we were going to originally record that same day and now it's been a month (laughs) yep um I had originally slotted it above Cold Light of Day, which is obviously not where it belongs. Yeah, so I think that was that you now, coming off of like, that was fun to watch exactly, that together. Yeah. Holy shit, I got to interact with another adult human being who doesn't live with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think yeah. it actually might work out that we waited because once you get away from it and just look at it as a movie. It was not great. I put it above Marauders because Marauders just it's really so like, yeah, like out of death. It's never like, ooh, super exciting. But I don't remember ever being like, oh, my God, why hasn't this ended yet? Whereas Marauders, I know in the last stretch, we were like, I just don't care. Like, there's so much happening. I don't care. I'm like, it's the opposite problem where Out of Death is almost too simple for its runtime. Marauders is way too complicated for its runtime. Oh, and yeah, I think I would, yeah, I would much prefer simple than like, what is happening? I'm bored, confused, and angry. <laughs> yeah, I... I'd still almost put it above Catch 44 though. Because I feel like Catch 44 also had like that drag in the middle and like the repetitive opening scene that like happens like three or four times before it kind of gets going. And it's like, okay, like come on, let's I just remember Catch 44 having it had Forrest more... Whitaker. It had Forrest Whitaker, like when Bruce showed up, it was just like this shot of adrenaline, like, oh shit, he's, look at this, he's, he's got and hair, like, he's eating pecans. And like, yeah, like the cast was pretty, was pretty solid, it's just, yeah, it's true, by the end of Catch 44, it, it kind of had the same thing of like, all right, I'm ready for this to be done. I just, I think it had more unique like the only unique moments i can point to in out of death were the ones that we created because we thought they were funny whereas catch 44 yeah. i still remember like forrest whitaker's insane performance the revelation that uh, that bruce willis's music exists within the fiction of oh, the universe shit, i almost forgot about that okay bruce yeah, willis, no, i'm like, sold i'm sold yeah, right there bruce willis like having fun at the end even like the scene where the girl from true blood tells that joke and you're like that had nothing to do with anything but at least she sold that joke I still remember all that. Whereas yeah. outside of the stuff we laughed at, I don't know if I can point to much in Out of Death. I'll remember it four months. No, I mean, I barely remembered it now. Yeah. It's only been one month. And yeah. like, yeah, Catch 44 had some stylistic choices that were fun. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Above Catch 44 Marauders. felt like a movie someone wanted to make, whereas this felt like. Well, I got like a I got yeah, like a challenge during the pandemic. Why not? Yeah, can we pull this off? Yeah. So, all right. So there you go. Out of death, way higher than I ever would have imagined. That's what I like about this podcast. So far, the two movies that I figured would be at the firm at the bottom are now like number one and number four, <laughs> which is fantastic. Oh, and Bruce Willis shot all of his stuff in one day. That's also worth noting. One out of the nine days was devoted to just to Bruce Willis. So I guess it's I'm I, I'm actually really excited to find out because it's been so long. And you know, technically, we didn't draw out of death. Did we even no. acknowledge that that we cheated? Yeah, I think we acknowledged it at the end of okay whatever. At just in case. Or- just in case we didn't, yeah. Obviously, at the end of the last episode, we drew a completely different movie, but we, uh, yeah, we overruled it to watch think, the one that had no Canadian release. So, yeah, I think we had, I think we had drawn the Chad Michael Murray one, and then like it had gotten a Canadian release like that day or like yeah, a couple of days before, because otherwise it was one of the two that we could have potentially watched. I don't remember if 
four i have fortress on the list i i mean obviously i own it because i bought it from the states but i think it came out digitally here too i guess we'll find out if we draw fortress but yeah sam hit what what are we watching next i can't i legit can't wait we're watching (laughs) number 27 fucking fortress (laughs) did you not hear what i just said I don't even know if we can. <laughs> I have a backup if we can't. I'll, that, I'll find out I, I right did, now. I did roll it again because I was like, really, Google? You're going to give me because fucking 27? Because in the other scenario, I would just invite you back over, but... Um, I don't... I don't see it as a rental on Prime. So, um, me, I, I, it's kind of too... Watch it. It's kind of too. It's kind of too bad that we are where we are. Because yeah, I'd just be like, whatever. I own it now. Come on over. Let's watch Fortress. But I, yeah, as far as I can tell, there isn't a well, a legitimate way for you to watch it anyway. It's on whatever the fuck Flix Fling is, which, from the Google reviews, um, is not something I want to spend money on. And that is my only option is to rent it through Flix Fling. All right. So uh, alternately. Yeah, I, we might have to re-roll until 14. we can either get back together in person or we can. Uh, yeah. 14 was the other the yes! alternative. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> We're watching Reprisal. The uh, This one in Trauma Center where the two I knew had a reputation. Um, I don't know much about Reprisal other than it does star our boy Frank Grillo. Okay. I think this is their first collab. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be good. No. <laughs> I mean, but, to be fair, none of these but, are. Sorry for all you Fortress fans who got really excited when we rolled Fortress, but uh, yeah, until Canada decides to let that one through the gates slash COVID decides to let us back into each other's houses. I think we have to put Fortress aside for now, but uh, yeah, that's fine. I think Reprisal is a, and we just did out of death. Let's go back into some mid tier. Exactly. The mid, mid, not mid tier. What do I want? Mid midpoint. Mid. Yeah. Midpoint. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Uh, okay. So before we look up reviews, what do we think Reprisal is about? What does the word Reprisal actually mean? Well, you're, you're reprising something. Okay, that's an easy fake answer, though. <laughs> like, you're just you're faking your way through the book report. Uh, an act of retaliation. All right, so that should actually, that should really help us. Yeah. I am going, okay, you go first. I have my, I have a theory. I, I think that Frank Grillo is going to be taking revenge on Bruce Willis for some kind of like business deal gone wrong, but like sketchy business deal. Yeah. I am going to say Frank Grillo has lost, like, let's say his wife Mm. or someone probably his wife. And so he's going to reprisal (laughs) against the people who killed his wife. And Bruce Willis is going to be like his old friend. Who's like, you know, Oh, I can't get back in and, and you know, that's an easy way for Bruce to have like not much screen time. This is true. If they bring him in halfway to be like, yeah, gotta help me with this. And then he shows up for a little bit at the end. 
But we could be wrong about that because, I mean, like, we would have guessed that Frank Grillo would have been in Cosmic Sin way more than Bruce. And that's true. Not the case. He gets flung out into like the far ends of space and kind of just shows up again at the end and then dies, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. Fun inside fact Frank Grillo did not have a good time (laughs) with the set of Cosmic Sin. (laughs) Apparently, that was not the movie he signed on for. So they sign on for Breach. Uh, did well, he wasn't maybe I yeah, oh, we gotta we gotta talk about that <laughs> stuff too. First, we gotta watch reprisal. I got Rotten Tomatoes up in front of me, so I'm gonna look up that percentage as though there's any question what it is. I've got Letterbox, which has a respectable 1.6. That's not bad for in the no. grand scheme of things. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, okay. I clicked reprisal. It was like 53%. No, this is a television <laughs> show called Reprisal. <laughs> there it is. 2018. Uh, eight. All right. It's double what Vice had. Uh, with 13 reviews. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's get a couple of pull quotes. Uh, I'm trying to avoid longer ones because I feel like, yeah. What do you, you seem like you got something going on your end? Uh, yeah, one star. I need to give a massive shout out to Bruce Willis's stunt double for an incredible performance. <laughs> I mean, just look at that back. Perfect. <laughs> also, can someone check Willis's pulse to make sure he's still alive? Uh, seeing Bruce Willis in the movies these days is damn embarrassing. <laughs> and that was that was four years ago, so. Wonder what the well, I bet you the village voice come. doesn't even bother reviewing these movies anymore. Reprisal would have once filled out a lonely shelf at a blockbuster, the ideal home for its sedate performances and visually hectic action. Laughably incoherent. A lot dopey, of the... dopey and dull. A lot of the reviews use the same line, which I'm assuming is going to be uttered in the movie, but five stars they broke it down for us all right well what else do we need to check uh i'll go amazon and i think that's do we do imdb i think we usually do imdb yeah naturally 90 percent of the the just what the letterbox reviews are just break it down for me um why is it making me log into amazon to see reviews if people listen carefully to my typing, they're going to know my Amazon password. Is that a thing? I don't think. Oh, because it's oh, because it's trying to get me to go into Prime to watch it right now, which is good news for you. That means it's on Prime. Excellent. Yeah, the less money I have to spend on these terrible movies, the better. Oh, and if anyone wants to, you can get the Blu-ray right now for ten dollars, brand new on Amazon. I also, uh, uh, I bought it from a Shoppers Drug Mart for six ninety nine. So you probably. Probably can just while you're going to get cream or your prescription filled, you can probably just grab a copy of Reprisal <laughs> for $6.99. Still the slip cover, too. So I mean, um two stars. <laughs> Incoherent five, and absurd. Five star Blu-ray. <laughs> yup. Ooh, a top 500 reviewer gave it five stars and says plenty of action. Hmm. I'm gonna skip the rest though, because they clearly one star, right? I'm really mad now. <laughs> Four stars. Very compelling and warrants a watch. 
Six out of 10. Not as bad as some reviewers say it is, considering. <laughs> Two stars. Break it down for me. I can't <laughs> wait to find out what that means. <laughs> like, if everyone has universally grabbed onto that line. Okay, film. Not the best, but decent. Six stars. Most millennials will fing this boring. Six stars. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, passable, just kind of, well, passable, just period, kind of a movie. <laughs> that period really changes that sentiment. Started, started is spelled wrong, off brilliantly, but kind of lost its way and became slow past. Well, here's a good uh, star. And then there, it's all German. Ever. Oh. What was it? Worst stinker ever. Oh, stinker. I heard sticker. (laughs) Watching this movie is a kind of torture. I wanted to dig my eyes out with a rusty fork. Why make garbage like this? And is Bruce Willis broke since he signed up to play? Bruce Willis is so fucking rich because of these movies, though. (laughs) That's the irony, I think. Four stars. Break it down for you. This movie's already (laughs) broken. (laughs) Can't wait. I'm so ready. Like, do we just watch this right now? (laughs) I mean, we could. Honestly, thinking about it. Let's (laughs) talk about that after I press stop. That's fair. Um, Yeah, that's Goodwill is hunting. Uh, The 10th, the 10th hunt is down. Uh, Reprisal is next. I've, I feel like we've been just given like a clue and I can't wait to (laughs) solve the mystery. Um, Thank you to Sam once again for joining me on the hunt. Thank you to say you're welcome. You never say you're welcome. You're welcome. God, I don't know that you are though. I feel like (laughs) you're having experiences. Very few people get to have. And isn't that what life is all about? That's true. This is certainly an experience. Some motherfucker tells you you went to the Grand Canyon. You can be like, thousands of people go to the Grand Canyon every day. I've watched 31 direct-to-DVD Bruce (laughs) Willis movies. (laughs) And that still probably was less time than it took you to drive to your big hole. No one cares, Dan. Anyway, let's go watch Reprisal. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm not getting paid enough to do this crap.